Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. So, uh, I'm joined here today for a special edition of the Real Shorts with my good buddy Adam Rumor. Thanks, Ben. Nice to. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so, Adam, uh, do me a favor. Tell the folks why you're on the show for the first time. So Ben was pretty lucky, and uh, we were able to get access to an early viewing of the new Star Wars: The Last Jedi film. And so Ben and I are just now getting out from that uh, from that that viewing. And uh, I gotta say, Ben, that was pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's the new Star Wars. So there's there's obviously a lot of strong feelings, uh, and I. <laughs> This is this is the continuing of the the episodes seven, eight, and nine. So this is episode eight in the in the Star Wars canon. Um, so uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna try to have Dan post this on Friday after Thursday night showings are out. So presumably it's gonna make a hundred million dollars on Thursday night alone. It'll probably do close to two two three hundred over the course of the weekend. Um, so everybody and their brother is going to have seen this. Mm-hmm. So really I'm trying to, in, in terms of trying to figure out, you know, what this, what this episode eight of the Star Wars saga is about, it's just kind of like the next step in the, you know, the continuing war between the first order and the rebellion. Um, the first order, uh, seems to have, come back pretty strong after having their giant base destroyed at the end of force awakens um and the rebellion is sort of kind of got its tail between its legs in a lot of ways um uh and 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 there's just there's there's a lot of you know they're trying people are trying to figure out who their heroes are on both sides right like um and people will see it so I don't know. Um, there's a lot of particulars in there, and I want to try to. I mean, I guess we can sort of get into spoilers because um, it's kind of hard with this. There's just so much yeah. that happens. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that happens in this movie. Uh, I, I think personally, for me, I think one of the things a lot of people are going to be excited about is I. Th- I felt like one thing that was really, really great about this compared to the last, especially the last one, is it's incredibly original. I don't yes. feel like there's as much criticism as the last one had about replaying old themes. Anyone who's going to this movie, you're, you're getting a very largely new story. I don't feel that same recycled feeling people were complaining about. I completely agree. That That is what... Excuse us, we're in the car. Uh, that is one thing I liked very much about this, is that uh, it does not... You're, you're right, it does not have that uh, sort of recycled... Uh, blatant homage feeling uh, that Force Awakens had. It doesn't feel like a direct remake of Empire Strikes Back or anything like that. Um, it does feel like a distinct Star Wars story uh, that includes you know, Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and C-3PO and, um, and Finn and Rey and Poe and everybody that you've come to love over the years. Um, so with that, Adam... Uh, your first gut reaction here uh, to Star Wars: The Last Jedi. What do you What do you think overall? I think my gut reaction with this is that it's a really good film. I don't think anyone's going to walk away from it like disgusted by it. 
at the same time, um, there's just a lot to digest. There's a whole lot that happens over, what was you say, two and a half hours? Was yeah, that what it was? yeah it's, it's about two and a half hours. Um, over, I'm having, I'm having trouble just initially just really, you know, going back through everything that happens so quickly. And I, and, and as I'm sitting here kind of digesting it all, I'm, I'm realizing, I think there might be a, to me, there's a couple pieces of information that, that are missing. There's a couple explanations. Um, how much are, how much are we getting into like spoilers? I mean, I, I mean, wanna... I was going to, at some point I was going to explain relatively in detail what my issue yeah, my big yeah. issue with this movie is. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you describe that part. For me, for me, one of the one one of the things that I I personally didn't feel resolved after this was who exactly Admiral Snoke is. Yeah, and what where he came from, how he got to where he is. Sure, I don't feel like this film in any way remedied that for me, um, and that that was actually a really big part of this that I was I was hoping to get some backstory on him, and I unless I miss something, I don't know that I, I don't know that it's ever really fully fleshed out. No, I think you're right. I don't think there was uh, a whole lot of backstory for Snoke, and um, I mean I did like that in this we we actually got to see him in person. Mm-hmm. We kind of got to feel that he really is kind of a nasty dude. Uh, he and, and and I did get kind of a sense of like he was like a really powerful guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, um, and that's funny because if you think about like the original trilogy and like you know Chancellor Palpatine, mm-hmm. like the original OG mm-hmm. uh, leader of the Empire, kind of like the equivalent of Snoke for the First Order. Um, Palpatine, in my opinion. If you only go by the, you know, the first original three Star Wars movies, you don't get much on Palpatine either. Like, he's he's in, like, a movie and a half of the original three, and then, and he doesn't really do much except to show up and kind of, you know, say some something to Vader, and then occasionally he'll see people in person and do his lightning fingers. And, uh... And it wasn't until the prequel that we really got all That's exactly story. what I was going to say. That's, right. That's why I, I think he's the most... Palpatine is the most interesting character of the prequels. Um, and I think that's why... I think it, those movies almost make his character more better and more interesting in the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, now, we don't have a trilogy for Snoke yet. <laughs> but, uh... So, who knows? The guy that uh, wrote and directed this movie, Ryan Johnson... Uh, presumably Lucasfilm has handed the rest of the reins of the franchise over to him. Okay. Uh, he is going to be doing... They basically gave him a deal for three movies uh, that are going to take place out of the Skywalker canon. So, presumably the Star Wars story as we know it and love it is going to end after whatever Episode Nine is going to be in okay. a couple years. Okay. Um, and then after that... Uh, I guess Ryan Johnson has creative freedom to kind of do what he wants with whatever story okay. he wants to tell in those three movies. Um, but yeah, so who knows? He might do a Snoke uh, trilogy of movies about Snoke. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we got so what we have here. Speaking of Ryan Johnson, uh, this is a guy that's kind of come up only doing. Um, He's done a lot of great movies. Like, he did the, uh, the movie Looper with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. Bruce Willis. Okay. Uh, he did a movie called Brick that was kind of like uh, sort of a modern-day 
uh, teenage uh, high school noir uh, sort of thriller comedy-ish also with Joseph Gordon-Levitt um so he's been out there, he's been around, and he's a solid filmmaker, and I think that's clear here. Yes, uh, abso- absolutely, especially after saying that. I'd, Looper, to me, just the, the creativity that it takes to create a movie like that, and create that kind of a, just that kind of a plot line, I think it very, very much shows in this Star Wars, just that creativity of creating a, like I said earlier, a very unique, very different, um, something that's not drawing off of another another Star Wars or another movie. Very unique. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, and I think... Uh, Something I really liked about Last Jedi uh, is that uh, Johnson seemed to handle the um, the nostalgia very well, uh, as opposed to uh, Force Awakens. Um, I didn't more subtle. It's it was much more subtle. The Force Awakens kind of feels, in many ways, very beholden to the past. Um, And that's not to say this one's not necessarily because you can't like if you're doing a movie with. You know the classic characters as we know them in terms of you know Leia and Chewbacca and Luke Skywalker. You kind of have to rely on the on the old in some ways. But with that said, this is a, a distinctly its own movie uh, and, and, a, and a wholly original Star Wars story. Now it, it does kind of borrow some elements for from the Empire Strikes Back, but it's not so. Uh, it's not like a like a Direct it's not, aping. It's not overt. It's not in your face. It's not. I'd say the. I'd say the final kind of act, the final scene, is 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 fairly direct in its relation to the to Empire. But it's not in a way that you go, oh my gosh, you, uh, you know, here's the fifth Death Star. Um, right. Which is kind of my kind of my my gripe with with uh, with the uh, with the previous film was that it's like why do we have the fifth Death Star? You know. Um, yeah. It's just way too in your face. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to love. Uh, like if you're a fan of this movie, um, and may maybe we're uh, kind of miffed a little bit about uh, how Force Awakens sort of handled uh, its sense of nostalgia or just the story in general. I think you'll get a uh, you'll really enjoy this one. Um, for the rest of it, I think uh, there's a lot of action in this. Wow, uh, there's a ton of action. I would almost say that there's more, just as much, if not more, than. Uh, pre any of the previous movies. Uh, now some of the prequels are pretty wild. Like Attack of the Clones was pretty action heavy. Uh, Revenge of the Sith um, kind of had its fair share of action scenes, but this was just. Uh, it almost it, seemed like almost yeah. at any time there was something. I think uh, nonstop there was some kind of battle or struggle at all times. Yeah, at all times during this movie, there is a struggle going on. Yeah. Between two forces. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely right about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, and. Um, there, and that's another thing I liked about it too, in the sense that maybe you know, and, and it's not just like action and set pieces. There, there really is a tangible sense of stakes that I feel like some of the other movies didn't quite have. That's um, what it is. That I, I still have sweaty palms personal, right now. Personal yes. and emotional yes. stakes are, are are out in full force, so to speak, for lack of a better word. Um, just the, from the opening scene alone. And uh, that opens in you know the, with the rebels trying to escape, and they kind of get uh, clustered in space right there, and they and there's this big like you know this big space battle between the first order and the rebels. That is probably the best opening of any Star Wars movie ever made. I it's just it completely. I was I was on the edge of my seat. It was like and there was it wasn't just it wasn't just spectacle that made it intense. There were. You'll see it for the movie for yourself, but there are 
you know, there, there's th- there are things at stake during that scene uh, that just make it totally amazing. Um, and I just, I, I love that part so much. Um, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like I said, for me, just from the very beginning, like, like Ben says, from the very beginning, you were on the edge of your seat wondering, you know, are they going to pull this off? Can they do this? Oh my gosh, they have to do this now. Can they do this? No way. Are they about to do that? Yeah. How are they going to do this? Yeah. And it's just a continuing flow of, can they pull this off? Can they make this happen? Is this going to keep going? And and I think it does. Yeah, it's nonstop conflict and action uh, leaving you right on the edge of your seat. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really well pulled off. Yeah. So um, I think just for, you know, action movie lover, Star Wars lover, I think just straight up, you know, you will probably, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy this for what it is. Um, now, that's not to say that it is a perfect movie by any means. Uh, we're sitting here geeking over it, but uh, it's not without flaw. Um, I would say uh, two things that occur. Ben to me. has a major gripe with this movie. <laughs> I do ben have has a one major gripe. With I this do movie. have one absolutely massive gripe with this movie. Um, and obviously, spo- spoiler alert here. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, skip ahead. But um, I did not like how they treated Leia in this movie whatsoever. Um, there's a point about. It's not even halfway through. It's like about a quarter of the way through the movie. Uh, Kylo Ren sort of leads a small uh, group of TIE fighters to sort of, um, I guess, uh, a bunch of the rebels are trying to go some someplace, and uh, Kylo sort of takes some TIE fighters down, and they go to try to um, blow part of the... Um, the tran- the rebel transport up. I know they were taking down the bridge of the capital ship at the time. Yeah, so yeah. They, they aimed at the bridge. So, 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 you know, the rebel high command, including Princess Leia, is sitting, you know, on the bridge of this ship that they're on, and Kylo goes to target the bridge, but you know he gets his force connection with Leia, and he decides, wait a minute, nope, I'm going to pull off. But the Tie Fighters don't pull off, and they blow up the bridge. With Princess Leia on it, Admiral Akbar, Admiral Akbar, and yep. whoever else is in the General High Command of the of the re, of the rebellion, and all these people get sucked off into space in a fi- in a blaze of fiery glory, and you're like, holy shit, that's 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 that's, that's it. That's so it. they were, you're not, and, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. Leia's gone. They wrote off Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. um, as they've sort of mm-hmm. presumed, like sort of alluded to, because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she can't. She won't be involved in Episode Nine, and Disney has said as much. Um, so, for me, this scene, I was okay with it. It was kind of shocking and sudden, uh, but I've kind of gotten used to that with some movies lately. Like Han's death was like you could kind of see Han, Han's death coming a mile away, but um, like I, I'm thinking about specifically uh, the movie Logan with Pat uh, with. Uh, did you see Logan? No. The Wolverine movie Logan. that came out this year? No. Um, well, in that, spoiler alert for Logan, Patrick Stewart, who plays Professor X in the X-Men movies, is murdered, like, in cold blood by a clone of Wolverine, and, okay. like, it, it's total, no fanfare whatsoever for the guy. Okay. Like, the hero of the X-Men basically is murdered with, you know, mm-hmm. with no, nothing real cinematic about it. Um, this scene kind of reminded me of that. Um, it was... 
but they kind of developed the the scene a little more. They sort of focused on Leia, sort of floating out in space. Um, who knows what was going to happen? I thought maybe she was going to be picked up, and they were going to do something with her to kind of memorialize her. But God, no, nope. goddamn, if her hand doesn't nope. start moving while she's floating out in motherfucking outer space, middle of space. And then weird ass magic stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. And then she starts blinking while she's floating in outer space. <laughs> and then, man. <laughs> and then, Princess Leia has the audacity while she's floating, presumably dead, in the middle of outer space. You think somebody would be dead while they're floating loose in outer space? Yeah. She flies. She flies through outer space to get back to the rebel ship. So that they can basically take her to med. And oh my god. They open the doors and she flies right in. Dude. What? I'm getting pissed off. Oh, oh, oh my she, Christ. It's not like she flies back in and then they she she's dead and they cremate her. No, she flies back in and leads the rebels back to fight against the resistance. Now, what? yeah, so she, well, she sits well half the movie out because she's in, in the med bay, unconscious from having been sucked out into space where she should have died. But she comes back and by the end of the movie leads the rebel lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it to me it is the worst. That is the most egregious case of Deus Ex Machina I have ever seen. This she just. Mm. I, I understand that we need to. We need to. This franchise needs to innovate and do fun new things in order to you know to to stay fresh and stay relevant. But they did that. They did. Mm. They did it without without. If you could remove this. They did it. They, they absolutely did. did it. They did this. They did a couple of fun. So this is one of the fun new things that the force can apparently do now. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, we can we can we can fly through space without any protect. Mm, okay. No. Uh, I I understand some of the other cool things they do with it, like they you know people can kind of manifest themselves to each other physically, and like people seem more overtly connected telepathically than they ever have been in this franchise before mm-hmm. but this was just oh my god I, hmm. it took me out of the rest of the movie I'll be honest I basically was pissed off the rest of the movie and this and this takes place probably within the first half hour so I sat through two hours more of this movie just upset and like I was kind of struggling to give myself over to frankly what was a great Star Wars movie after that? There's a like we were like we were just talking about a lot of stakes, a lot of you know emotion, a lot of intensity, uh, and I just I, I I couldn't see past what they did with Leia right there, and I don't I don't I don't know I I <laughs> I, I think if I, someday when I if I watch if and when because if who am I kidding if I'm not going to see yeah, this movie again? Yeah, true. Uh, I'll probably wind up giving myself over to it and just being like, okay, whatever, we just decided that we can, you know, it was something new we have to do with the Force in order to keep these movies interesting now. Uh, we got to be able to do new things with it, so yeah, sure, why not? Why can't but, we... But why again, it, it just makes no sense because, again, at the end of the day, Leia lives through... Spoiler alert, Leia lives through this whole movie. Yeah. What, she's not supposed to be there next movie. Yeah. Like, what are we going to What are we gonna do? It, it would have made such a good segue into her death and Carrie Fisher not returning. Well, now what are we going to We're going to kill her off again? I, oh, my God. Right. So, like, if she can do that, if she yeah. can be... If she can get sucked into outer space and not die, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think she I don't, can die. I don't know what yeah. they're going to do with her for episode she 9. She better die very epically. Like, it's going to have to be... Way, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to do something top. crazy. Um, now, the other thing with Princess Leia. So that's really my big, 
my big thing that pissed me off so much. Uh, something else, uh, well, I can't decide if I, I guess I'll mention Carrie Fisher, uh, cause it's kind of the big elephant in the room with this movie. Um, she's obviously amazing in this. Uh, <laughs> it kind of made me chuckle and then, and then obviously I did burst into tears on a handful of times in this movie. I, I don't think you noticed that, but no, I did not. I there were a couple of moments where she would, you know, people would talk to her, or she would talk to people, or she would say something, and uh, you could kind of, you know, get the, you know, <laughs> you could kind of get the the nudge nudge wink wink that they're kind of, you know, oh, it's sad that you know. Like uh, there was a part where Laura Dern, space space mom Laura Dern, says to says to Carrie Fisher, like while she sends every, like, Laura Dern's about to do something heroic to save the rebellion, and she, you know, and she and Leia have a moment. She says, "No one's ever really gone," and I blubbed like a baby. And then uh, I think uh, whenever okay. whenever okay. she and Luke reunited, I just um, yep. and then I think there was some time earlier in the movie when she very first appeared, she said something cool. And I just kind of lost it for a second, but um, yeah. So um, that's Good. Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia, and you probably didn't know this, Adam, but uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter had a sizable not not a huge role, but she uh, had a bigger role in this than she was in that she had in Force Awakens. Ah. So she's in this movie. Okay. Um, and she's a young actress named Billy Lord who's been on American Horror Story, um, okay. a couple of the other Ryan Murphy FX uh, TV shows. Um, but she kind of just plays like another sort of uh, rebellion officer. Um, she kind of she sort of had her hair done up in the buns, kind of sort of. Uh, she she wore like a tan suit the whole time. You you probably don't remember, but um, no, not right now. Yeah, so and I kind of wish that they had uh, shared a little bit of screen time together in this. Um, they didn't really, at least not in like a sentimental sense. There was kind of there might have been a, a moment where she sort of barks orders at her or something. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Carrie Fisher's good in it, aside from the fact that I hate with a passion what they did with the character. Uh, it's, you know, now it's that we're talking, about, I don't, no, I'm not to, not to change it too much, but for me, just initial reaction now that I'm thinking about it, I take Kylo Ren a lot more seriously in this movie. I do too. He does a lot less bitching and moaning in this. He's not emo Kylo Ren in this one. He's a, there's his character is much better defined instead of just being this emo Kylo. Yeah, he's yeah. he's much more interesting. Uh, he part of his character is kind of dealing with the whole uh, balance. That's that's really what this movie is 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 focusing on at the end of the day is the balance between uh, good and evil, light and dark. That there's opposites to everything. Um, and so Kylo, his character in this movie is really kind of defined by that until mm-hmm. the very end. Uh, I know we're doing spoilers, but like the where he ultimately decides to go one way versus the other, pretty cool moment. Yep. So we'll kind of leave yep. the listeners to discover that for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what else could I say? Um, just one other thing I thought about that didn't really... Um, uh, Ray, uh, played by Daisy Ridley, um, couple of moments where she just, they basically turned her into a generic exposition spouting machine, uh, especially, uh, when she was on the island with Luke, um, there's a lot of just, 
you know, yapping about, well, your sister sent me because we have to do this, and the first order is, is poised to do this, and without your help, we can't do this. And, it, like, should've, she should cut out a few minutes there. Yes, it yeah. Would have, wouldn't have heard anything, yeah. Yeah, and, she, and, 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 in those, and in those instances, you can tell that Daisy just doesn't really have any passion for that sort of, you know, spouting of generic exposition. She just, there. she feels so wooden in those sequences, and thankfully they're, you know, relatively scant, but uh, there are more than one occasion where she just is there to sort of give exposition off, and she doesn't really do it very well, but um, again, another character, she's the other character in this movie that's sort of has their arc defined by where they find the balance within themselves between, you know, light and dark. Um, so I think she's she's very interesting, and I love the. Uh, um, we talk about personal stakes. I love the uh, um, the connection that they give between her and Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Is is really fascinating. It's very interesting use of the Force. Probably my favorite use of like changing how the Force is really viewed. Like I know there's allusions to that in other episodes, but to really like flesh that idea out and use it how they used it, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, uh, other than that, I think, uh, I didn't really have any other huge gaping issues with this, um, again, some might say it, it kind of loses a little bit of itself in terms of, you know, maybe it buckles under its ambition here and there, but it's not a disaster by any means, it's actually really good, it's, yep. uh, I just... I just, for me personally, I just kind of got taken out of it, and that was my—that's my own fault. Uh, so I think if I see this with a new, you know, knowing what's going on and uh, what's to, what's to come, I'll probably get a lot more out of it. Um, I, yeah, I definitely have a feeling that this is uh, this is one that will presumably get better with a couple more viewings. Um, I think it sets up uh, the last the episode nine pretty nicely. Um, there's kind of like a... Really? See, I kind of... I don't say it doesn't set it up nicely. I feel it's very open-ended. Do you? It's a lot more open-ended than the last one. Like, the yeah. last one, we knew exactly what was going to happen. We knew Ray was about to go train with Luke. You know, we knew that was about to happen yeah. in some way. Yeah, we knew the First Order was going to have to come back in some major way. This is... To me, it's a little more ambiguous. I don't know that it's... Okay. It's, you know, it's a little more ambiguous. Well, I've, uh, now that you say that, and, you know, I think about it, you're... You're not wrong. I, uh, I honestly, I think it should have. I, I could have. I loved the very last mm-hmm. sequence. Yep. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yep. I say that. I think that would have been a better sequence to place at the end of episode nine, when this whole saga is wrapped up yeah. with a bow. Yeah. I think that's the perfect, you know, little exclamation point. That's what they did at the yeah. end of this, the very, very end of this movie, before you know the credits started rolling. Yep would have been the perfect way to tie the entire Skywalker saga together. Um, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, it's really awesome scene. Yeah, really cool scene. Really good scene. Um, uh, but with that said, I think it kind of, it, it, it ends in a place where it's going to be, you know, it feels like the Rebellion Strikes Back is going to be Episode Nine, more or less. And so that's kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and you know, that shot of the group sort of before that last sequence we talked about is pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, Oh, 
I guess I'm trying to think of if there are any other spoiler questions that we should address. Um, I guess there's really only one. Uh, well, two. First one, Ray's parentage. Still unknown. Still completely... Well, well... The thing, it, it, that's the thing, is it kept being kind of brought up, and we got kind of halfway to an answer, or half, like you're thinking you're about to get something, and we didn't really, it just, it kept going back to they're nobody, they're nothing, they're nobody, they're nothing, like, so, so there's something there. Yeah, so there's, there's a, something there. So talking about exposition spouting, there's a part where Kylo Ren is like, I've seen your parents, and they were nobody, they were nothing, they were junk, you know, they were scrappers on Jakku who sold you off when you were little for drinking money and they're buried, you know, just in a ditch somewhere and you know, you they they don't matter and you didn't matter to them but you do matter to me and so there's like a whole thing there. Um, but that's pretty much all we get in this movie in terms of you know, learning about Ray's family history. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that is the one of the things that's set up for next I mean, we're going to have to find out next episode, right? Where she, co- to, where she where comes she from. from. Yeah. Um and there's sort of a bit of a head trippy scene about halfway through the movie where she thinks she's having a vision of her parents and then it turns out to be something else. And so that kind of tripped yeah. me out and I heard a couple people in the theater kind of go, wait, what? Huh? Yeah, what? what? I, you know, um, I don't really know what the purpose of that, uh, now that I think back on it, I've forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what came out of that. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, I guess, uh, in, in the next movie, hopefully, or maybe, you know, maybe that's just it. They were just drunks on Jakku. Could be. Who knows? Could be. That um, may be it. I just... It's hard to hard. It's to hard to believe that there's is. not. She doesn't have some sort of familial connection or some mm-hmm. to somebody or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess the uh, then the other thing, uh, porgs. Porgs. Uh, porgs have been all over the marketing for this movie, and people have been scared, kind of, but also generally falling in love with the porgs uh, because of their cuteness. And uh, some, I think, the people that were worried were like, "Oh my God, here's the Jar Jar Banks, here's the Ewoks, it's yeah. gonna be shit." It's nothing like that. No, no, not it's fine. Close. Like, not even close. No, it's not even close. They, the porgs, <laughs> the porgs really are just set dressing. They're not really part of the story like the like the Ewoks and the uh, and Jar Jar are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're not. They're not really annoying. They kind of show up for comic effect, you know, in in shots here and there. Um, there's one really great scene with the porgs and Chewbacca. <laughs> That's probably the biggest scene of them too. That with the with the Chewbacca. Outside of that, yeah, probably that. And it's not a very long scene. Uh, it's only about thirty or forty five seconds. Uh, really, really funny. Um, I think they use them. The, they use them the right way. I think they did use them the right way. Just you know, they it revels in how silly they are, and the movie gets that, and the audience gets it. Um, so. I think I think that was the way to do it, and I think they did it right. They're not. I didn't find them annoying by any stretch. They're not really there enough to be considered a nuisance, at least in terms of the story or the audience. Um, so yeah, I don't think anybody has anything to worry about with the porgs. If you if you were thinking that you would love them based on the trailers or whatever else you've seen, you'll probably you'll probably stay that way. Um, and even some of the naysayers naysayers might be overturned. So um, yeah, so those are the porgs. You've got something to look forward to there. Um, so final reactions here, uh, just to sort of sum up, mm-hmm. really good Star Wars movie, uh, original Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. not perfect though. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's as good as, you know, the original, uh, the original movie or Empire, but 
there is there's argument that it's the next best I bet there is argument that it's the next best after whatever you think the best Star Wars movie is generally considered Empire Strikes Back um I could see yeah I could see some argument for this being the next best one um again it's time will tell um like we've said there there is a ton going on in this maybe maybe at times too much going on um there's a lot of yeah there's there's I want to say there's a lot of plot there is a lot of plot there's, there's a, lot, a lot of plot so there's a lot of plot but honestly I don't I don't know how narratively unfocused it is it was, you're right it wasn't narrative you're right it was not narratively unfocused there's just a lot it's it's like a really thick cheeseburger a really thick cheeseburger it's like it's like if this were a trilogy of books this would be the longest book just because there there there's there's a lot of uh, you know plot and action that they want to deliver here um, some answers they want to give some new things they want to do and try um, and I think largely aside from the glaring issue I mentioned uh, it largely succeeds I think uh, people will be much more satisfied over time than they were with Force Awakens. Yep. Um, I think that there's more to love here than to uh, not like. So, yeah, uh, I think that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, was an overall very good film. It's probably in my top three of Star Wars films. Yeah, um, I would say so too. The, the big glaring issue. I, I think Ben's right. If you can get past the big glaring issue. Um, Maybe maybe not be bothered so much by a couple unresolved questions in your mind. I think it's pretty good. I think it's it's really good. I'm I really enjoyed this. It was a it was a good film. I think it time length two and a half hours. So I think that was about right. Maybe it could have been just a little bit shorter. It could have been maybe a hair shorter. But again, I don't feel like I necessarily spent two and a half hours. I felt it moved at a decent clip. Yep. Um, it was focused, like Ben said earlier. It was definitely focused. It, yeah, it didn't feel like there were. It doesn't feel like there were a ton of scenes that felt like they didn't need, really need to be there. Um, there was just there was just a lot to get through, and I think, uh, you know, they did just enough to kind of have everything sort of uh, make sense. So, um, yeah, I guess that's it for Star Wars: The Force, uh, The Force Awakens. God, what what year is this? Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, Adam, thank you for joining me for the movie and for thanks talking for, on the show. Thanks for having me, man. This was a, this was a great opportunity, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, man. Uh, so um, I'll be back with Dan soon uh, to talk. Uh, we haven't had a real podcast in too long, and there's been so much news. Um, some award season nominations are starting to come out, and uh, just trailers have been dropping, and there's all sorts of you know casting things that have come out, and so we've got a lot to discuss uh, on the regular show, the real the real movies podcast. So looking forward to getting back into that with you guys. And uh, yeah, if you see Star Wars: The Last Jedi, uh, please uh, let's start a discussion. Uh, I'm always on Twitter at the real Benny C. Um, Adam, you can plug yourself if you want. I know you're. Yeah, no, you can find me uh, at Rumor Has It R U M O H R H A S I T. Yep, so, uh, alright guys, thank you, uh, enjoy Star Wars, and uh, we will talk soon. Bye-bye.